Hello. Hello. All right, so hello. hello everyone and welcome to the first ever episode of the Tea Drinkers podcast with our first ever guest, Elliot McDonald. Please introduce yourself. Hello everyone. I'm going to be featured in today's episode of the Tea Drinkers podcast and I'm very... Ple- Wait, oh, bollocks, such shit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> okay, we're only be like 3,000 more trials on that. Oh. Yeah, basically, yeah. So he's pretty excited to to be here today. Don't worry, you can you can stutter considering this is a podcast for basically having a conversation. I hope you know that. So um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So how would you say life is at the minute then? Considering a lot of things that are going on at the moment in your life, how do you think it is? Um, well, to be fair, I don't think it's overly bad. Uh, I think it's a lot better than it was, obviously, a couple of months ago. Um, however, I'm not too sure about the foreseeable future as a second lockdown is luring. But, um, you know, I think, I think it's all cushy so far. What about that's, you? That's a good point. Um, so, obviously, if you couldn't tell, considering the name's a Tea Drinkers podcast, um, this is, say, in the UK, so there are looms of another lockdown. Now, um, hopefully, in my opinion, I, I think another lockdown would be all right, to be fair. I think it'd be quite fun. I enjoyed the first lockdown quite a bit. Nice four months away doing absolutely nothing. I wasn't really complained by it. Um, but yeah, how did you see it? Do you think it was all right? I, I, I loved it. It was amazing. Well, uh, there, there was a few losses I had in it. Like, um, I wasn't able to go back to cadets, obviously. Um, like that, that stopped and it still hasn't opened yet. But, um, but um, overall, I don't think it was overly bad. Like, I mean, four months of school, that's, that's great. And yeah, I, I think it was quite I- enjoyable. Really. You you still training for things in cadets? Do you say? Do you think you're still doing the stuff like you would be doing at cadets, like involved physic, like physically, for example? Uh, well, I mean, when we go back, I think it'll be more spaced and less interactive stuff. Well, I, I think it'll be yeah. I, I mean, anything's be, better than actual calls. Going to be a lot of cleaning. Yes, a lot of cleaning. Lot of yes, cleaning. definitely. Yes, a lot of cleaning. Oh, yes. It's not like you're used to it there, I guess. I mean, mm. it does sound all right without the cleaning. Sadly, that's not going to very much happen. Do you think they might open it after, if there is a possible second lockdown, do you think they might open it after? Um, so at the minute, they, they're doing a, like, it's a three-stage thing. It gets signed off by the by the commanding officer. And then um, stage three is when you go back. So if there is a second lockdown, then it'll all have to start again. It has to be cleaned and then signed off again and all that stuff. And uh, the OC should be signing it off within the few, next few weeks. So, oh, so they've gone through now, basically, then? They're just trying to get it confirmed, are you saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I guess you're quite excited for that. Do you think you're physically up to standard at the minute? Yeah, I think so. I mean, have you been doing much has changed. Uh, no, no, I <laughs> basically nothing. <laughs> We're just gonna be honest. Last point. Uh, well, you're not been practicing your press ups. You should be practicing your press ups in your massive bedroom of yours. So I imagine. You. I mean, um, the first time we went into lockdown, well, not well, from like the first couple of weeks, I was doing a bit of it, like press ups and sit ups and stuff, and then I just got bored and didn't do it again. I mean, right. see, as, a, as long as you maintain your strength, they shouldn't still be that hard. Because, I mean, imagine yeah. everyone should be probably in the same position as you, if not worse. 
considering yeah. maybe your press ups are a bit better than theirs. So they'd be in a bit of a worse position yeah. compared to you. So I can I imagine mean, go, going to work um, helped a little bit with the physical endurance and stuff like lifting bags of cement and blocks and stuff. Yeah. So that, that you, was all right. Do you think press ups affect it? Would you say like, do you think um, if you, if you have stronger arms necessarily that like you'll be able to push yourself up easier? Because imagine, imagine for say you have more weight on you because you've gained a bit of muscle. It'd be a bit harder to do the press ups. Well, I mean, when you do a press up, it benefits more the tricep than the bicep. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too sure really. I think I think it would be easier. Cool fact. Um, cool fact for our little v- our viewers. Um, so I've heard around that basically, if any of you want to get larger arms basically what you want to do is you want to focus on more tricep exercises compared to bicep exercises because um the back of your tricep apparently is larger than or makes your arm look larger than your bicep would so you want to focus on making your triceps larger than your biceps so instead of doing less tricep exercises compared to bicep exercises maybe do the same amount if not more tricep exercises which is quite a good point yeah very good thank you yeah bigger arms (laughs) (laughs) We're talking to the audience. That the only two people are watching. They are very relevant today, aren't they? Yeah, so, um, very two viewers. What do you think about um, ghosts and things? What's your opinion on that? Do you like? Do you think spirits exist in this world? To an extent, I believe. Um, so I think like spirits exist, but I don't think they exist to the point of where they like can haunt you and hurt you in in that sort of way. Have you heard about the um the you know the conjuring films? Um conjuring. It's pronounced a conjuring as oh, I guess so, yeah, if you want to say oh. that. Oh I've heard of them, yeah. 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 Um they're based on real events. Oh, and right. I was watching a video about it earlier. Um I could send it to you actually after this. Um it seems extremely realistic and it's like what actually happened to the family. There it's all it's all being recorded as well and there's people like police officers that went into the house and um, they saw this and there's also pictures of this happening there's, there's a lot of um, photos about all of this going on in the house and it was it focused on the there was this spirit which um, focused on these two girls and they got this um so they got this I guess you say a paranormal investigator he came in to um see what was going on I guess you could say and um, what ended up happening was he was able to talk to the spirit and the spirit was saying how he um, he di- he died in the house 50 years beforehand. Yeah. And he, he said over like, a sort it's kind of a sort of like communication device kind of thing. And he was saying how um, he died in an armchair in the um, a corner of a room. And um, his brother, I think it was, I think it was his brother or his son, no, it was his son, pardon, who was... Um, still alive he confirmed that his dad died in a armchair in a corner of a room just as the spirit actually said right over like a recording mm. now, it might be a bit um might not think it's very believable but um from what i watched it seemed very believable considering the time yeah it was, it was saying like um it happened in about the 70s not the um death but the um the whole haunting it happened in about the 70s and the guy was um the person who died, it was basically a poltergeist. So if you don't know what that means, it's basically um, it's kind of a spirit like in um, interactive objects, really. Mm. 
foam so it caused a lot more stress and trouble compared to a spirit that couldn't interact with anything so just a ghost I mean when I think about ghosts and stuff I normally have the mindset of um, I believe them when I see them so it's it's more the fact yeah. of if I experience it yeah cool they exist that that's fine but then if I just hear the stories and stuff um, I contemplate whether they're true or not yeah I mean if someone if someone or a group of people are able to tell the same story with very similar or exactly the same accuracy as one another without possibly not even knowing each other and I feel like the um, story itself is a lot more believable just because of that because if if they're able to tell the same thing that hasn't been documented online so they've never seen they've never gone online to see it they've never um talked to each other as well then I think the ghost most definitely exists if there's literally no evidence besides their word on it and a marble people said it yeah I mean you always see like the videos on YouTube of like going into haunted houses and stuff where you can clearly see it's fake um, but, um yeah. th- there's a lot of like other stories and stuff where you think they sound real However, they may or may not be real but then th- there's always that border between obviously it's fake and it's right and yeah. sometimes I struggle to define between whether it's real or fake so it's just quite difficult really because like, like like what I said beforehand um, I only believe it when I see it it's because it, yeah, it, it's one of the spiritual spiritual oh. things that like yeah you, yeah you just need to see it to believe it I feel like um, well obviously spirits themselves I feel like they're they're very rare if not you won't see them per se you can see what they do or feel what they do mm. so obviously obviously a lot of people have like their stories and stuff but you never you never know if, if they're making it up or not because cause to be fair they could even be um, it could even be like a, they're, they're thinking it in a different way to what actually happened maybe so they're trying to make it pos- but maybe they're not even trying to fake it they're tr- their mind tells them something that they don't believe or, or that didn't actually happen to try and make the story easier to like present to someone. Mm. So it like covers up anything that didn't happen, basically. Make the story seem more understandable, I guess. Yeah. It, it depends what you say and how you present it to determine whether it's real or fake. Yeah. Like, if you can't, there's a film that says it's based off true events. There's a decent chance that it, if it was based off true events, it wasn't actually as bad as they say it was. Like, uh, like um, the Conjuring film, the um, films are based off supposedly true events. Which the video I watched uh, describing it in real life, it didn't involve like actual like visions of nuns and stuff compared to the film, but the stuff that actually happened in real life. Was quite realistic. I feel there wasn't any visions of spirits, but it was quite realistic. And everything that everything that happened was actually documented. So you can't just—it's not like a oh he said this, she said that kind of thing. It was actually documented, and there's actual evidence of it happening. Yeah, so, the... like you know, yeah, go on. Oh, sorry. Um, so like you see in some films, how they they put in real audio or real pictures of the event. That that's what I think helps them to like 
show show to everyone that it's real. But then yeah. also on like the other hand and stuff, like you can sometimes you can think that it's not real because there's a yeah. very strong feeling that it's been over exaggerated or it just doesn't seem real at all. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Films, I that, that films tend to do that because it a typical ghost story. Yeah, it hasn't got a lot of scary visions and monsters and stuff, does it? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really work like that in real life. So they've got to add something to make it interesting to an audience. If they're going to sell a film, then it's not going to sell by just a boring, a boring story with this occasional chair moving around every now and again. It's not going yeah, to really yeah, yeah, yeah. Be you that get them a lot. So. Yeah. So I feel you want to, you want to keep the film. If it was talking about a film, not the actual story, you want to keep the film as relatable to the actual um, story as possible. But you you should add some things that make it a bit more interesting because mm. an audience is going to get bored. Yeah, because there's a lot of films, uh, not necessarily ghosts or say say for example like a war story. Um, yeah, they're, they're being told the story, but then because it's a film, you got to keep the viewers entertained so then they over exaggerate different things they add in more explosions, like explosions more more guns and all that sort of stuff and it's just probably the same with ghost stories as well they just add in a lot more scary features and just just more detail yeah. in general but i feel like things that are based off actual um, supposed events they're a lot more interesting than films that aren't depending on what type of film it is yeah so so that's why i just enjoy um, real life event films a lot more than just ones that are just based off ideas and concepts and stuff. They're not as interesting just because there's nothing that can make you think, "Oh yeah, that might have happened." Yeah, because, and then that might makes the film a little bit more scary. Yeah, but then it's like a lot of scary horror films. They don't have to necessarily have a scary looking monster. They just have to. I feel like a scary film. It's just one that's meant to freak you out, kind of. It's not meant to scare you. It's meant to um, make you unnerved, kind of, and give you like goosebumps or something like that. Yeah. Not necessarily make you make you jump, because that's just. I feel like like in in horror films they have jump scares and stuff. That's just to keep the the actual like person watching it actually focused, because it, considering it, I mean I can imagine it's not that hard to lose focus in a horror film when it's not something interesting happening happening every second they always they i feel always has like downtime in it yeah so that's exactly the same with many other films as well like say for example you've got for example another war film you always have like Um, the the high like the battles and all that and then you've got the downtime where like two people talk or something and then all of a sudden mortar comes in or something and then you you know um daddy a perfect example of that is um 1917 is an amazing film. Yeah, very good. I know you've watched it's a great film. And um the part where um you know so the, when the main character gets off the um was it the truck and he's walking po- over the bridge and you just hear that oh, one yeah. gunshot. Yeah, and then he gets shot that yeah. Yeah, it makes you jump. It's it's meant I feel that was just included to just keep you interested. Yeah. Cuz the film's I feel the film once um once stuff happens in the film, no spoilers, um, it becomes very quiet towards yeah. the end. But I feel that things like that, they just keep the audience entertained in it. Yeah. Or it 
like developed story of the film as well, which is very good. Yeah, 1917, it, like throughout the whole film, it kept like tension going, it kept excitement and all that. And as well, the same with when, when he was shot at, uh, when they went into the um, like the German bunker, and then um, all of a sudden like, a tripwire went off. Like that, that was that would have been a jump scare because they were just looking around and then. Be careful! Be careful not yeah. to spoil too much in case someone's watching. Yeah, it. it's not a massive spoiler <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I yeah, I feel, yeah, and the film like throughout the entire film, there's always a there's always a goal, and you kind of feel like you relate to the character because you're on you're following their journey to get to their goal. Yeah, even like his goal is to send the was it the letter wasn't it? Mm. To the um, to the general. other general, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of makes it so you and the character have the same sort of goal, and it makes you more invested in the actual character as much. Even if he doesn't say a lot, then it still keeps you interested because you know, like the law behind it. Yeah, which a lot of films, yeah, a lot of films do that, but they don't do it as well was like 1917 as I don't think just because I don't put a lot of emphasis on the actual goal itself just the character and what he gets up to yeah they, they put more detail on the character and, and how they're going to make it exciting more than the determination to get to yeah. the end goal yeah exactly because um, like in 1917 the character doesn't go there's a lot of if you put all the pieces of where there's not a lot of loud stuff explosions and stuff it probably comes to like what 20 30 minutes mm. feels like in that what an hour and a half two hours mm-hmm. so it kind of the the film's not focused compared to other films on loud large noises and explosions it's more focused on just the character himself yeah or the characters themselves and it shows how like they develop or how what their reactions are throughout the film to like certain events that happen so it actually makes the film itself be a lot more appealing to people that actually care about the story compared to the, the events that happen in the film. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is very good. Yeah, that, that, that is right. That is right. Yeah. Uh, it's like, there's a lot of action films. They're, they're, they're entertaining, which, I mean, I guess you could say a film, all they need to really be is entertaining, but I think you need to have a good um, story balance between the story and like the action or the actual events in the film that make you interested in the film. Yeah. So that's like, that's why I feel like some horror films get wrong as well, just because the like, let's, let's, let's just go back to another example, example we talked before, like a ghost film. Mm. That, that the films always seems to be more focused on the ghost actions and what you think is going to happen next compared to oh, yeah, we need to get rid of this ghost, basically. So it makes the film a lot more... Um, what's the word? It makes the film a lot more action-filled, but it makes the story a lot more less developed. So if I think if you think about, it like... Um, like, so, you know, like, it's like three-fourths of the film is action, and then one-fourth is the story. So it kind of doesn't balance it. And the people that watching the film for the story, for example, they, they get bored at the end of They get bored at the end of it. Because they, they didn't get what they wanted out of the film. Yeah. But, I mean, there's not a lot of people that go to a film to watch the story, really, anyway. You, you, if you're watching a horror film, you, you, you're you going to go for it probably for the scares, aren't you? You're not going to go there for the actual story. But yeah. I, I, if, I, like, you have few people. 
I think like with, yeah, with films, uh, you got to have the story and say action integrated with each other, so it's all equal yeah. and all that. So then it keeps the viewers entertained. That's why I think all films should. Be. Yeah. So like, say like, a f- um, yeah. So say like in a war film, he's going through. Well, let's talk about a World War One film, for example. It's a lot easier to explain. He's going through a trench. He's going through like what, say, an enemy trench. Seems a lot of dead bodies. Example, something like that. He, he meant to go somewhere, and a random German soldier just comes out of nowhere, starts wrestling him to the ground. For example, him. For if if he was the character was to kill him, which is very, which would probably happen anyway. Um, it make it like kind of blends both the story and the entertainment together, yeah. and it makes it so that both that because because that event happens, it keeps the film exciting. But it also gives him a, like a little bit of a stop to the goal that he's meant to get to, and it makes the film have a bit of a better blend between both of the elements. And I mean, you can do that. You can do you can do a balance between every between story and like the entertainment between any film. I think. Yeah. I don't think really any genre is not prone to doing it. Yeah, I think I think anything can oh, yeah. kind of balance it. Say like a romance and a comedy or something, you can always balance between the two. Yeah, some some genres are going to be harder yeah. than others because they're not they're not really built up to be that. But it doesn't mean it can't happen. You just have to find a sort of blend that will work with the story you're trying to make and the film itself. So like, I like this. I talk about this film a lot. So you know, um, you know, Sinister. The first one, the second. Uh, I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, so basically the character... So because the film's revolved around tapes, and it's revolved around how the fa- all, each of the family members were murdered, besides like the youngest one. And um, the whole purpose of... So the characters in the film that you follow, the, um, the father, which is the person that watches all the tapes back, he's the one... He's writing a book, basically. And the house he moves into... Is um built is the same house which the last family were murdered in, and what happens at the end? The kind of the twist at the end is that every so every person that has been in each of the family members, it's kind of hard to explain, but it makes sense if you watch the film. So um, he basically because he lived in the same house that that family was murdered in, he moves to a different house because of like the paranormal stuff that happens in the house, yeah. and um because he's moved into a different house. He will be killed. Him and his family will be killed next. So the fact, so the house he lived in previously before he moved, where the last family died. So he 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 went to that house specifically because he he was an author, and he was trying to make he was trying to basically make a hit book like he had before, in the story. So um, the whole idea of him watching the tapes and wanting to stay at the house and not tell anyone about what is actually happening, is because he wants to make a good book and he wants to be more famous basically. So it kind of adds story and entertainment because the tapes, the entertainment and his act and him wanting to write the book in the same house as the family that was murdered is the story. So it kind of blends both of them and it makes, I think, I think Sinister's Amazing Horror Film is one of my favourites. And yeah, that's, I think that works really well. So, um, you got any? Have you got any examples of um? What's the word? Hor- um, 
just films that you think lend that besides 1917? Um, well, I, I don't personally watch a lot of films. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Because no, you like um, you like um, yeah, Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah, I, I think they're brilliant. I mean, so so you've got, say, for example, the mechanic. That's one of my personal favourites. Um, it's got a yeah. blend of action and storyline. So, say for example, well, yeah. okay, but I'll just just um, describe what what the film is about. So he he's a like uh, an assassin basically, and he has to eliminate three targets yeah. in order to get this woman back from captivity and obviously he does that and then um everything goes wrong and then he has to kill a load of people um that that blends with the story and action at the same time which i think is very good yeah that's yeah that sounds that sounds fair enough um but see films like that i do enjoy them it's just that once the main goal of the so Considering there's like that film, like you've got two goals throughout the yeah. film, didn't you? You could say it's got two goals. So I like the films to be a lot more just he has to do this one goal instead of he conquered this, but now he has to deal with yeah. this. But I, I do still enjoy them. It's just that it's a lot more, um, it's a lot, what's the word? It's a lot more complex. I could say confusing. It makes the audience think a bit yeah. more. Which I mean, I don't think you should think when you're watching a film. Really, I think when when you watch a film, it should be more about. So, in an action film, there should be twists and stuff, obviously, because it's an action film. I feel like there should be a lot more um, twists and climaxes that make like the audience realize something, instead of just having them to think and put the dots together while watching the film. But that kind of, I feel like that can kind of zone you out from the actual film itself. And you're not keeping up with the events, and it kind of leaves you behind a little bit in what's actually going on with the film. If it's an like an important event, and you're just thinking about the whole story and how it links yeah. together, so. But in, I still think they're all around. They're still good films, even if they have multiple conclusions. Yeah, yeah, but that, that is very good. Yeah, films do need more more to it than just one but, specific goal. Yeah, it. I think it depends on how big the goal itself is. If yeah. um, sorry, if the goal's small, then I don't really have a problem with it. But say so. That, what about like games and stuff? Because a lot of games, they don't really focus on them. Yeah, story, so, really. They just focus yeah, on. So if we if we um, think back to Red Dead, if if any of the viewers have played it, um, so um, that one you kind of you. When you first start the game, you have a basic idea of how it will finish. However, it's a massive turn of events, which I won't spoil because it's a really good game. And yeah, and it's just unexpected. So that's also in films and games at the same time. Yeah. See, if a, see a, a rock star game, they're very good at um, having the story and having the gameplay kind of fluently go through each other and you don't really realise it while you're playing the game and then once you've finished it you kind of it lets yeah. it, it sinks itself in and it makes just the whole thought of the game a lot more enjoyable and you kind of want to play it back again just because you now you understand what happens you want to see how if you can approach it differently which I think makes the um, games a lot more enjoyable Rockstar games yeah uh, GTA um, that story oh, was 
it was good. But then there wasn't really much of a twist to it. It was more do this, do that, and then you finish the game. Whereas Red Dead has the most yeah. stuff. And then you get a twist at the end. You don't really... Yeah. You get... See, I think... Do you think GTA has more choices than uh, Red wait, Dead? Wait, is this uh, for story or online? Okay, so in, in GTA's story. story, once you've completed the game, there is basically nothing to do. Whereas in Red Dead, you could do loads of stuff that, like, you could ba- yeah. you could basically do anything you want. Like, so um, there's there's like the basic details. Yeah. Like in Red Dead, you, your beard grows over time. I thought that was a really good feature. Whereas in GTA, you have to go to the barbers to either get one or get rid of it. So I, I just think it's quite quite a good thing how Rockstar have implemented these different things within the game. Yeah. But I feel um, if they add too many realistic things into a game, then it makes a game a lot more. It makes a game a lot less enjoyable. Do so you think? So, yeah. so you know, um, Battlefield One. There's, there's not, not there's not so bad at campaigns. Campaigns are very good. It's not really all story good. itself. But the multiplayer, it, it was alright, but it, it wasn't the main focus, obviously. The, so the actual, the actual multiplayer, it it infused real life events. Real life, like things that actually happened into the gameplay, which is really good, and the game's the game's realistic enough to make sense with it. So, like, so you know, a lot of the maps they take place in actual fights yeah. that happens, for example, or actual places, which, yeah. So, um, and the same like weapons, same forces that fought each other. It gives it gives the game a lot more character because there's a lot more yeah. variety. So that's. If you if you make a game based off something that already exists, like a like a war or something, it's quite it's a lot takes a lot more stress off your shoulders because the the person the person that's actually playing the game they're gonna they're gonna want to see how it maybe it relates to the actual events that happen in real life compared to how the game or how they can make something that works yeah. with a good story. So it's quite impressive when a game makes its own story. It makes its own story up. That's really good. Like you know, the yeah. last that's not the second. That one. was a really good one. game. Loved that one. Yeah, you say it's got... yeah. You say that's got um, a really yeah. good story, for example. And it worked. Well, really I, I well. think at really first well. it was quite slow to get into it. Then as you progressed, it, it it was very good. It you you understood it and you just kind of understand it a lot more, isn't it? That way, it's a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. See, it, it, I think it will be... It, a game's a lot more enjoyable when you... Like, for example, as I said before, when you have the balance between um, game, like, entertainment or gameplay and the story. Now, The Last of Us has got a great story. It's, one, it's probably one of the best stories that a game has had. But I don't feel the gameplay's very good. It's not... It's quite boring. Mm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not as innovative as I think it could have and been. Yeah, it's a lot. It's got a lot of quiet moments, like you know, like yeah. like nineteen seventeen did. Um, but nineteen seventeen kind of breaks away from that in different ways. But I feel like The Last of Us, with the whole like the zombie, the virus. I think so. Yeah, or something on those lines. <laughs> it was fungus. Um, yeah, the whole story kind of breaks away from the actual gameplay so you know what's going to happen you're going to be attacked by this group of 
people have like object an objective to go against you, or you're going to be attract attacked by the zombies. It's kind yeah. of the same whole thing. While in 1917, it's a lot less coordinated in the way that the events happen. You don't you like you literally won't expect yeah. any of them happening because the film is so quiet for so long. Now of nowhere, just boom, this happens. And then like that, it just happens. It actually surprises you. Well, in The Last of Us, when you get into something, you can expect something out of it. That's you know, safe somebody you go into a room. You're, you instantly know, okay, there's going to be some zombies or clickers in here. And I just basically need to get, get ready to fight them, basically. Whereas like, in, yeah. in the film, it's different. Well, in like... Um... Yeah, like in nineteen seventeen, when there's like the child and the mother, you don't, you you wouldn't expect that. You don't, I, I don't think that you would expect them to be in a situation that they are. But it it doesn't really link together. But then in the story sense, it's good because it actually takes. I feel see it takes also a little bit of a break from the story as well as the, and and it actually yeah. provides the Historical entertainment accuracy. So it gives both. It gives the both. They're both worlds, yeah, and it shows because the character doesn't speak the same language as him, so he's trying to help as much as he can. But there's obviously a boundary between him and and the um, woman, so it, it creates a bit of a problem for the audience mm. and a problem for the character. Exactly when he has to go outside as well, and there's like the Germans Sorry. and stuff, so he faces a a, a challenge. Yeah, mm. an ultimatum. So he's like he doesn't know what's gonna happen, and you can't really expect yeah. what actually happens. And you just think it. I feel like nineteen seventeen is involves a lot of just sneaking around, but then it has its good share of action at the start and the end of the film, and maybe like halfway through as well. So it adds all. The entertainment factors, and it also adds the film's high, like good qualities as well, of being quiet and like making you jump out of nowhere, and it all around just makes a good film. Yeah, yeah, I think That's you do need the mixture between story and action, like like basically what we've been saying, just just to really keep it interesting. Like nineteen seventeen definitely achieved that. I thought it was a brilliant film. Yeah. It just it just creates both the best of both worlds and not a lot of a lot not a lot of movies and not a lot of games media yeah. and stuff they don't really do that. Now, see, you can't expect it from things like TV shows because, or no, actually, no, TV yeah. shows somewhat, but but the TV shows, the purpose is kind of focused on the entire series instead of just an episode. So the episode, you know, like um, yeah. Family Guy, yeah, they have like a event in an episode doesn't really affect anything else in any other episode until unless it's like yeah it like just kind of, of a starts again the next episode now yeah and it kind of just so like a death of a character they don't really lead up to it it kind of just yeah it happens in this episode he's not there for the next like three seasons then he comes yeah. back so i mean that 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 factor itself right like the character yeah sure his death it wasn't very good because I didn't really um, point it out in any other previous episodes it kind of just happens so you don't so you don't want to really expect it 
but you want to maybe look back and be like, oh, I should have known this, kind of. You should have expected what was going to happen to the character until it actually happens, and then you realise what... what, what yeah, like, I think um, like films and games need to have a build-up to it. Then I, I also think the element of surprise also helps. So, like, say... Um, yeah. In Red Dead, I oh I don't know if I should say or not. Well, um, something happens to one of the characters, and it builds up over time. Whereas, say in another game like yeah. GTA or something, someone gets shot, then that that's it. So I, I think that the contrast between the two is yeah. I think there should be a build up, but also surprise. And yeah. if the character is not developed, yeah, if the character if the character is not developed. Then their death is not going to really matter, or if what happens to them is not going to really affect you, unless say um a bond is created between like the main character and the person who has the injury over time. So when they actually die, it makes it a lot less. It makes it a lot more. Yeah, you can see that in a lot of Call of Duty games as well, their campaigns and stuff. Yeah, but I feel like late. Like, <laughs> but like a lot of their um campaigns there are there are key events but besides that their um stories their on their stories aren't really too focused on the actual gameplay that's going on it just the story focuses on a few key characters yeah and what happens to them instead of the goal there's i don't think there's much, as much as a goal Besides, you need to kill this guy, but you have to go through this person to do this. Which is, I think, it's a bit. It 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 works, but it's too. It's a bit too common. So it's not as much. It's not enjoyable as much as it could have been before. If they try and change it up a little bit, and maybe even you don't even know who you're meant to get rid of. You don't even know what's meant to yeah. happen. It kind of just. It slowly yeah. reveals itself. Yeah, you could definitely see that in Red Dead. Yeah, so it's like um, so like you know like things like obviously like the news and stuff. They like like you're not gonna get entertainment out of it, really, are you? It's just story. It's not. It's not really meant for that. But um, yeah, it there's there's boundaries. I think once once you get to a um certain scene in like a film or something, there should be something that has both of them factors or even the entire film should have both of them factors because then it keeps it interesting which I don't think a lot of films and games and TV series I do think a lot of TV shows games as well they need to implement more more sort of surprises and also build ups as well just just to keep it more entertaining really yeah and it's not like they're not it's not like they're meant to be really um realistic to actual real world events because you know think about this let's think about the coronavirus okay the coronavirus obviously it's kind of just there isn't it at the minute it's kind of just yeah it's there it just it doesn't it's not doing much like maybe like for example it's not doing much to us but it's kind of just there in the background and you, you think about it every day like a couple times a day while and then as it slowly keeps getting talked about, it slowly builds itself up a bit. I think I, I know, know what you're getting. 
So, um, yeah, so the, the whole virus, obviously, we're not meant, no. it's not meant to be a story, is it? But it's meant, um, it's just that the way that we seem to portray things, it's just that it's always there, but it's slowly getting a little bit worse. When we're talking about like bad things like diseases and stuff, there's, there's not really many extremely affecting things to our society until it fully like breaks out. Yeah. For example, when we had the first lockdown, it kind of just happened. It didn't like we all, we all thought, yeah, this, this, this Friday is going to be the last Friday of like yeah. school. And then it was, and then we was all, was all happy four months later to get back into school. We haven't learned much for like four months, but I mean, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Well, I think um, yeah. like Ethan's had the same as well. well I mean, um, like, we, we've both done better in tests and stuff than we did before lockdown. So I'm not sure what all that's about. Well, what, wait, well, what it, say, say you, like, for example, what, maths, I used to get really low scores, but now I'm getting over 70%, which is really good. I still get really oh. low scores anyway. It doesn't really affect me. <laughs> I think we have to keep improving on our math skills every day. But, um, yeah, I feel like it just gave a lot of freedom of mind. You know, like, um, so, you know, um, English language, like, events that happen are happening in the world, or you have to write something that relates yeah. to something that actually you know about. So, like, because even we had four months off, you must have learned, you must have learned some new event some or something in that time that mm. is quite interesting. So, I feel like even though it was bad, we did gain something out of it. It actually helps us, like, as you could say, kind of find what we want to do or find ourselves yeah. in a way. And it and it gave us a bit of like you say mental freedom in the way that you haven't got any worries about school. You can just anything. do what you like. There's nothing to really worry. Don't have to worry about anything. You can't really go out. Yeah, you can't go out. You can't go out. No. Can you? You, you have to, like let's if we talk about the first like. What, three weeks, wasn't it? I, think, we I think it might have been longer four? than that, but I'm not too Probably. sure. But yeah. No, 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 not the, um, oh, right, the actual yeah. full-on okay. full one. Yeah. That, in that period of time, it was, there was so much just freedom. There was nothing really complaining bad about it, I'd say. And I really enjoyed it. Like when, um, when I got sent, oh, I remember that, that amazing day. That was that was one of the best days I think I've ever had. It was just so calming, and I was so yeah. happy because you 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 yeah. want to get out of school, didn't you? At that time, around like you've been in school for what six yeah. odd months, you don't want to be there anymore. And then yeah, that, that was definitely told, the best yeah, feeling. Like, on the Friday when, yeah. when I went home, like I I walked home. It was really cool. Like we're just with everyone, just walking home. And then I got in. I had a shower, I got changed, and I just went on a PlayStation, and that was pretty much the duration of the whole lockdown, really. And it, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah, like obviously, there's not much to. No, there's obviously not nice much to, to do. Relax but for that. What you can do, you actually, it's enjoyable. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think I'd mind doing it again. But it's like oh, the one thing I'd, I'd just have to worry about is my GCSEs. Really, I don't, I, that's the only thing I'm worried about. If we do have to go through a second lockdown, that what's going to happen to them? Because if we have to do if we haven't done any more of your, yeah, your like, test results and stuff that you've done in yeah. class. 
That's why they brought the well, most um, be very good, is forward a couple of weeks. Which isn't great. Yeah. Wait, so wait, um, do you know... Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, well, that's what my maths teacher said anyway, so... Might have been then. We'll probably yeah. get told about it one day soon, hopefully. But it's like... Yeah. So, I feel like this year... Considering we've got one year left, so you have to do what... If you want to do A-levels or something like that. You've got one year left. Might might as well just put your head down just get on with it there's yeah you like it's only one year you've got like another what don't know how many years you got on this planet but you've got a few hopefully a few more um so you, you might as well just get on with it it's only a year and it's not gonna do if you if you don't get on with it if you don't try it's gonna definitely affect you your your life so i i mean i'd much rather not say live in freedom, but I'd much rather have the mental clarity of, yeah, I did this yeah. and it worked out for me in a positive way compared to I should have done this after after yeah, I so, could have actually dealt with it. Because I don't, I don't want to no, reset I, I think it's, it's best to get them done. Either. And then once you've you got them wanna... done, then that's that for the rest of your life. Like You can sit there and just be like, cool, I've got this, I've got that, and now I can do this. Whereas if you don't, you're like, oh, I should have done that, I should have done this, yeah. and now I can't do this. So, it's just pretty much how you should think. Yeah. So, you'd, I'd much rather live in freedom and live in regret. You Regret, it's it's not exactly a pain, like a physical pain, yeah. but it's always there, I feel. And if you don't do, if you don't achieve or get what you wanted out of something that you could have changed, or benefited from, then you've wasted your time. And that, that thought of, oh, I should have, I could have done this. It could have worked out better for me. is always there. And it just makes the whole situation of what you've done. It just makes of not, I mean, of what you've not done yeah. a lot more daunting on your head. Yeah. You just think back on it. So in a negative way, I mean, it obviously it's not, it's not like you can redo them. I yeah. Know. Obviously it's not like you can, it's just more of an inconvenience. Them. And obviously really. there's things that, there's like factors, yeah. Well, it, it, it's it's more of a it is an it is an inconvenience, but I think it's more than just like what's it? Yeah, it is. It's it's definitely a problem. It's not exactly more. It's not exactly an inconvenience, but it's a very yeah. Just having to go annoying stuff thing. Again. So yeah. It's not like, oh, I, I forgot to do, I forgot to take the bins out or something like that. It's more of, oh, great, I have to sit here for another three months trying to retain all this information, which I could have done previously, but actually had a go at it and actually paid attention for a couple, for what? Not even a year. It's like, what? Yeah, nine months? So. It's not, that. not even that long. Eight months, even. Yeah. And we have been given an extra month anyway. If we, if we, supposed to leave in what, July? Then. We've been given extra time. Well, there's not a second lockdown. If they, if they, if the second lockdown happens, passes over, if we still get to do our GCSE, they just remove some things. Yeah, they have removed maybe, then, um, some Yeah, it'll be alright. Because at least then, Poet. like yeah, poetry yeah, very good. That's a very good. That's yeah. a very good piece of freedom. The fact that you haven't got to worry about that. What you? 
if we if we had to do poetry, that's what no, five. I think it's like fifteen or thirty or something. Remember or remember some key facts about? Yeah, no, it's it, it, yeah, it's like forty odd poems there are, but you have to remember about five of them, but just in case you get the one that you like, you know off by heart, but you don't know any other ones. So you have to make sure that you yeah. are in a situation where you're prepared. So I feel like hundred percent. If you if there's anything in life that will help in any situation it's being prepared that's why personally i like to just get stuff done and over with instead of leaving it too long because it just creates a lot more stress yeah and i like to have freedom so even if say i didn't play the playstation i didn't get a lot of freedom to talk to people go out a lot at least what i'm doing now when i've done it now Every, if you're, if no one, not this, I'm saying you're not mean you specifically. If I'm doing it now, when you have to do it, in what four months' time, you're going to be stressing out, and you're not going to be able to remember as much as I have. And I, all I have to do is go over the things over and over and over again, not as much, and I can do it fluently. And what I've learned, I've already, I've already learned before you've even started. So I, I have already. It's obviously not competitive, but. I have a massive advantage in the whole testing thing compared to someone that has that procrastinate or even not even thought about it. It's like, yeah, I don't want to do this today. I've got, I want to do this instead. Obviously, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and revise every single night for like two hours a night. I don't think anyone does. You don't. Even, I mean, realistically, you don't have to. But if you create a routine early, then if you just if once you've got it all, all you just have to do is keep going over it, keep going over it, and then eventually it will just become memory and you've done it. And then what you have to do is sit in that room with the piece of paper in front of you, just get on with it. And then you walk out possibly even with a better mark than a person that had to deal with it later because they've got the stress on the back of their head. They can't remember as much. They, and they won't have the time to be able to go over something and keep reviewing it and testing themselves compared to someone that has already previously they have the freedom and everyone else is stressing out and you can just sit there relaxed and be like yeah i've done this i don't have to worry as much it's a lot more freedom in like your mind yeah. and it just creates yeah, a lot more happiness i feel like i mean i struggle to keep a routine that's like revising and stuff because i just can't be bothered whereas like I, I, like I, I want to do it yeah but then i can't be bothered that's the only thing yeah, that that that's 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 what I'm getting. That's like, obviously, me and you, we'd want to yeah. spend our time playing games and stuff, wouldn't we? Talking to our friends, but that's not that's realistically, in the time that we have, that's not going to benefit you as much as spending an extra twenty minutes a day doing some things, going over some things, even that you found easy, just getting them in your head. And then you don't have to worry about them as much. So eat because if if I if I spent a day doing some revision or something, then I feel like or doing something that will benefit me, I don't have to worry about in the future. So even even like for example, someone doing a piece of homework, if you get that done what three four days before, you have to deal with it later, and you just you can just do what you want. You don't have to worry about it, and you've got it over with. 
instead of having to rush on the last day when you can't, when you, you just say you perfect it, you can't really make the best out of it that you want. You're just trying to get it done so you don't have, so you don't have to deal with it instead of taking pride in yeah, what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, I understand, yeah. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, so obviously I'd like to just play PlayStation all night, but mm. it's not going to really get me anywhere, I don't think. So that's why I feel like even even me and you being on here, it's be, it's doing something productive because it's actually spreading what us to yeah. something else, trying something different, and in the end we're going to be a lot happier with what we've done today than. Let's what say you spent the last Saturday just playing games all day. At least, at least you've done something different and you've seen how you feel about it, how it feels, and if you want to even do it again in the future. So it just makes the whole thing of productivity just feel a lot better. And I feel like routines they are very annoying to get into, but once you get it, once you've got into them, you do you can just do stuff without thinking, and that just kind of helps you not have to worry about as much anymore because you're just doing it without even thinking about it. You're just getting stuff done over with every, every like, not not necessarily every day, but you're spending a good chunk of your time doing what you should, what, what you what you need to do now instead of what a lot of other people are doing a lot later where they they have, they can't even remember half the stuff and you know, half, and you, but then you even know half as much more than they would have known. If they, if when they start being, well, when they start yeah. four months after you started, I'm saying it's kind of confusing, but uh, you it, know, it, I, it, I it, think I get what you're saying. Like, if you start before, you have a better chance at doing well from someone who who hasn't started yet. Now, being, like, if you start say yeah. four months down the line. Yeah, so even like. Obviously, let's say year seven. Oh no, th- we no, didn't really take that too seriously, did fun, we? Really, I think, I think yeah. everyone should have fun in year seven. Yeah, and it's just like feel everything out. You're feeling how it, how secondary school is. You're yeah, getting into the whole just of it. It's that something was, new. That was one of the best times. And then yeah. you build, and then and then you build. Yeah, exactly. It is. Yeah, and you still have, and you have the memories from then. But even if the memories now, you're not, they're not going to be as fun as, obviously, yeah. they're not going to be as fun as the year seven memories, but they're going to benefit you down the line a lot more. And I feel that, what, if you started, if you started revising a lot more now, when you're in five years, even, you could be a lot happier with what you've got, with what you've done. And you could have possibly achieved a lot more than someone that has done something, same thing as you, four months down the line, because that may, may, maybe they retain the same information, but you've got into the habit of doing stuff when it's needed to be done instead of s- spending as much time as you can with, um, forgetting about it. And then you have to, and then you have to come to the terms of, okay, I need to get this done now because if I don't, this is going to happen. Yeah. And it's not going to be very good for me. So yeah, but I feel like routines and stuff. It's just a lot. It's just 
a lot relating to the person. If you can, if you if you say train or teach your mind to actually listen, like get stuff over with, then it helps a lot. It, it, yeah, it gets its discipline in a way. It's it's more mental discipline than physical discipline. So like you know, obviously like because of the cadets and stuff, you have to like you have to be disciplined in what you do. Yeah. You have to always do yeah like there, there's the like routines we stuff. have in cadets so say we're on a weekend away and we wake up in the morning yeah that'll be you get out of bed you go to the bathroom have a, have a wash and brush your teeth and stuff and then you uh you get dressed and then we have a parade and that's what you do every morning so, yeah 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 and obviously, maybe you might get distracted, but at least you're yeah, there's actually, obviously going to be the distractions, doing the routine like, because, well, you, you've got mates there, and it's obviously, you're going to have a laugh and that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, you get attacked. You get attacked. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's all it's all fun, really. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, like, obviously, you doing cadets is a good thing, because not only does it create discipline, but it also creates a routine as well, and you're blending them both yeah. in, and they kind of work together. In making you a better a better person, so you're. I feel like if I don't have a routine, then I don't appreciate life as much as someone or someone who does have a routine. So if I just spend every day of my life watching Netflix, sure I know what happens in a series, but that's not going to help me, is it? I'm not going to get anywhere yeah. knowing what's happening in a series. So. If you just spend your time enjoying what you're doing and it helps you, then that's a great hobby. It's even like making content or something like this. Something like this podcast is maybe, you never know, something could happen. It might might do really well one day. You You never know that. But the fact is that we're sitting here doing it now instead of, oh, we could have just done it next yeah. week. Because obviously you was busy today, wasn't you? No, this us what you was. We're not going to talk like obviously what you was busy with. Yeah. But you was you was busy today, weren't you? But yeah, at least yeah, we was going to do it. What eleven o'clock today? It's nearly. It's just turned ten p.m. So even if we're doing it later in the day, we're still doing it. But at least we're actually making use of our time because um, we're watching a video. We explain how. A lot of the time, we just spend what? So, think about this. How, how many hours do you think you spend on your PS4, on your phone uh, a week? Well, so, you think? We talk about the like average week like, with school as well. Yes. I'd say about <laughs> 70 hours. Yeah, with maybe. school as well. I'd say with school as well. 70. Wait, I don't know. 70. 50. Okay, that all right. Because I mean, right, as soon as I get home, I turn the PlayStation yeah. on, and I don't turn yeah. it off until so, until probably about ten o'clock. So that's seven hours in itself. Yeah. So what? That's so when it excludes. Yeah. Then all right. Let's say what seven times yeah, four. That's twenty-eight plus six because you got revision as well. Thirty-four. So. Sorry. Uh, Thirty-four. Then you got the weekends. Let's say another fifteen, thirty, what, 
60... Yeah, so I wasn't far off, really. Yeah, so like 64 hours you're spending a week. That's basically... Yeah, you weren't far off. So that's what? Two and a half days out of seven days you've spent just literally just not doing anything mm. that's going to really be helpful to you. I mean, it's entertaining. I'd much rather have fun on the PS4 once I know I've done everything that I'm meant to do compared to worrying about, oh, I need to get this done. But obviously, I'm not sure if everyone thinks the same way, where they have, they're have they worrying that they need to get this done. And then if they don't do it, then this and this happens. So I can't speak for everyone, but the way I see it is that as long as I get something done or, yeah, as long as I get something done, then the day's a lot better and I can just spend it a lot more peacefully in my head compared to having to stress out about it and then dealing with what I was meant to do six hours before, six hours yeah. later in the day. If you get what I'm saying. Or it, sound, it might sound a bit... No, no, that's fine. Explain, explain how I feel about it. But, yeah. So, obviously, not a lot of people think the same way. But it's like a lot of stuff I don't think I can be bothered to do and I don't want to do them, but I just have to get on with them because I'm going to say I tell myself to do it, but if I don't do it, then it will just keep lingering in my head and yeah. I can't just want to get it just have it sitting there. So, as long yeah. If I satisfy how my, how I think or what I'm worried about or annoyed with, then once I've done, once I've dealt with it, then I'm just able to just sit there and just enjoy what I was going to do before without yeah. the stress on, in, involved. So, yeah, I feel it, it makes life a lot more enjoyable once you've got stuff done. And then even once, when, when you do this, when you keep to a routine and you've done something well, when you in the future, you're going to be so much happier with your actions back before compared to if you didn't do them and you just left them away. Because imagine, imagine if you didn't revise for your maths GCSE. Imagine how um, many grades do you think you would lose personally if you didn't revise? So, well, I, I that, think I would give get an example. Well, of what you I can't get any more than a five, so I think I'd either get um, a four or maybe. Um, a high four, so a secure four, basically. But if I don't revise, I'll probably get like a three, I think. Yeah, because yeah. remember, you've got how, Something like that. how many units is there? Yeah. 17 odd units, maybe. But that, that's only in one book, so I don't even know if that's the entirety of maths as a whole. But you've got to remember all these formulas, all these methods, all the ways you approach things. And if you just keep practicing it over and over and over again, when you see that question, you're just like, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. You just get it over with. You've done it. You've got that question right. And then you've possibly even to make, let's say what? Let's say um, a good example. Let's say possibly one of the best um, things that could happen in, if you got a good grade. You, you, if, you didn't, if you didn't revise, you could, you could have just lost out on a job if you actually bothered to do it. And got the grade that you um, was hoping to get, 
if you revised, then maybe you could have just yeah. secured the job. Like, if you didn't revise, you wouldn't have gone. So, I feel like it's only a year. As, as I said before, it's only a year. You might as well just not. You're not going to enjoy it, but it's life. You're not. There's not a lot of things. There are things to enjoy. There's, but there are some things you're not going to enjoy in life. You just have to deal with them, aren't you? So, once it's all over with, you're like, yeah, it's done. Don't have to worry anymore. And then you can continue on your fantastic future. So that's oh, how I, I feel about exactly it. Exactly the same as you. How do you think about get it? Get on with it, and then you'll be fine. It'll benefit you in the future, really. Yeah, and I feel like doing you know, things that don't relate to your personal goals affect you as you, like affect your day to day habits. Like if you have something, you want you want to try and make. If anything's bad happening in your life, you want to try and sort it out, and then you don't have to worry about it. You could just get back on with what you was doing. Because, I mean, I don't know about you. I'd 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 much just be happy to just keep to a routine and then go home, sleep, do it over again. Yeah. Instead of having to worry about this happening or this happening, or or like. Someone talk like, like, like even like say getting into a, like a relationship for example. I feel like if it doesn't benefit you, then there's no point being in a relationship. There's no like purpose out of it. If they don't if they don't help you, or if you if they don't help you and you help them to help to get to something, then that's not going both ways and I don't feel like there's as good as a bond if as if it was going both ways so you just want to kind of try and make the most of what you have at, I, I no can't. no it's fine <laughs> I'm just talking but um yeah yeah that's how I f- view things I feel like as if I as long as I get something out of it even in the moment or down the line then I'm happy with going along with it. But if I don't, then I'm not really too um, confident with what's going to happen. Mm. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. But um, the fact that we only have five lessons to deal with, it's a lot less mental stress. stress yes. Yeah, I understand. Than having six, if you go on saying. Yeah, uh, well, I well, you have harder lessons history and geography. So. Well, yeah. um, if we're talking about like you've got geography and history, don't you? Yeah, and that's a lot of work to do. It's not just it's not coursework like the ones I do. It's literal exams. So you've got to retain that information along with math, science, and English. So <laughs> it's a lot more work. So I feel like, yeah, you should make. The most, or you should try and get deal with it now instead of leaving it to later, because it's going to be a, so much more stress compared to yeah. if you just started now. If you get what I mean? Yeah, this this this, this is <laughs> no, be no, it's fine though. Eighty percent of me we'll, talking we'll and trying to get someone in <laughs> next time. Let's say someone, someone else. It'll be quite cool. They'd have the three of us or something. I don't know. Oh, yes. No, that's fine. But yeah. So, um, 
going to say to the audience now, um, so what we'll try and do, if it's comfortable with you, of course, try and get what, and we'll try and do one every week and make it realistic, or maybe one yeah, every one and fine. a half weeks. It, at, at we push, do it at this sort of time, time for then, one every, every one week. week. And yeah, yeah. See if we, yeah, if we can possibly see if we can get someone yeah. to do it with us, possibly a different guest every week, or like that. If we get a different person every week, then we can sort something out and then we can make, possibly we can build on it. Even we can even talk to people that we don't even know. Yeah. Like maybe that. I don't know. We have to try and some advertising then. See how it goes, Shimon. But we leave it here then. <laughs> you know, we'll, try do some, we'll try and do some market research. Business. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Should we leave it here then for the week and then maybe we'll come back after next week. All right. Thank so you. thank you everyone for watching the first episode of the Tea Drinkers podcast. Um, so I want this to be on Spotify and well, that's the only place I really want it to be on Spotify and YouTube, but we can't really get on YouTube. Can we? So um, yeah, be sure to tune in on Spotify and hopefully you have a new podcast goodbye, after every week. So thank you for listening. Say goodbye. We hope to see you next week. Thank you. Thank you for being.